Hello, writers. I'd like to begin today by telling you a little story. About two years ago, after several revisions of my first book, I decided it was ready for beta readers. Now, beta readers, for those who don't know, are people who are not editors, not book coaches, just carefully chosen individuals whom you select to give you some feedback as readers. I chose five people, each for a specific reason. I printed up five copies of the manuscript and had them neatly bound. I sent them off to each person with a list of questions I hoped they would answer, though I told them they could give me feedback in whatever way worked best for them. And then I burst into tears. Why? Because I'd been working on this book for a long time, and nobody but an editor who I didn't know personally had seen it. This was the first time that people who knew me were going to read it, and I was terrified about what they were going to say. I suddenly felt like I was standing naked for all to see. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to ask for feedback, but we're also going to talk about why this is such an emotional journey and how to keep some of those fear-driven thoughts under control. Welcome to episode number 28. Stephanie Detlefs, writer and book coach, and this is the Hello Writers Podcast. Together we'll discover inspiration, motivation, and practical tools to take into your writing life right now. Welcome. A few weeks ago, back in episode number 25, which was all about building your support system as a writer, I recommended that you have someone or multiple people as critique support or people who could give you regular feedback on your writing. Today, I'm going to share with you how to ask specific questions that will get both broad overall feedback as well as specific feedback on those things that you know might need a little firming up. But first, I'd like to recognize something really important, which is this. Receiving feedback on our writing can be emotionally challenging. I think there's a wide spectrum of this emotional response. For some of us, it's just a little nerve wracking. For others, it's the most vulnerable we've ever felt. It can also depend on what we've written. The more personal a story feels, or the more effort we've put into the work, the more anxious we might feel as someone else begins to read it. Why? Why are we so afraid of handing over our writing for someone else to read and respond to? In my experience writing and working with writers of all ages, the answer to this question varies. Some of us have had early experiences where someone said or did something that made us feel like we weren't good writers. Some of us have experienced a lot of rejection of our writing and we're not sure why. Some of us write stories that are so deeply personal that it feels like we are literally putting our beating hearts on the page. Some of us are generally concerned about what people think of us. Some of us are dealing with crippling perfectionism. The specific reasons we feel that anxiety or fear about asking for or receiving feedback are probably unique to every writer, but there is one thing that is always the same. We are all telling ourselves a story about what critical feedback means. If we tell ourselves that critical feedback, 
which highlights the things that aren't working so well. If we tell ourselves that that critical feedback means that we aren't good enough writers, or that we're dumb for not catching those mistakes, or that it should be perfect when we hand it to someone to read, then we're setting ourselves up for disappointment and shame. But if we tell ourselves that critical feedback is going to make our writing stronger, that it will help us get out of our own minds and see what the reader is seeing, and that it's simply part of the writing process, we empower ourselves. We make it possible for our own hearts to receive the feedback. We make it possible to not only see the critical feedback, but also the feedback that is positive and celebrate that. We make it possible for ourselves to receive compliments, to be able to ask for clarifications, and yes, accept that something we wrote didn't work the way we'd intended it to. And we make it clear to ourselves that this is not a reflection of who we are as humans, is simply a suggestion that we can choose to take or not to take. Receiving feedback is a mindset strategy that is strengthened the more you do it. I was beginning work with a client recently who said about her work in progress that she wanted tough love feedback because she'd rather know sooner than later that something wasn't working in her story. And I loved that. One last note about this. We do hear horror stories of writing returned covered in red ink, of sinister teachers standing over a young writer saying they'll never be good at it. And if that is you, I'm so sorry. But the truth of the matter is that most people are not going to rip your writing to shreds. The vast majority of people are going to tell you what they enjoyed in addition to pointing out problematic spots. Most people are going to give you feedback laced in kindness. So have faith, dear one. It will be okay. Now, let's move on to some nuts and bolts about asking for feedback. This strategy works whether you're in a critique group, working with a coach or an editor, exchanging pages with a writing buddy, or asking someone to be a beta reader. So the first thing you'll need to do, if you don't already have a feedback giver in place, is to find one and ask them if they're willing. And rule number one, only ask people with whom you feel safe. This means that you've had a conversation with them, that you've gotten a sense for who they are, that you have some sort of relationship with them, or that you've been referred to them by someone you trust. This sense of safety is important for all of the reasons we've just been talking about. You can set your own mindset, but it's also really helpful to know that someone is giving you feedback with your best interest at heart. Next, be clear with the person. Exactly what kind of feedback are you looking for? Do you want developmental or overall feedback? Do you want them to edit closely for things like word choice or sentence structure? Do you want them to proofread, looking for spelling, grammatical, or punctuation mistakes? These three things are very different from each other. And personally, I like to only do one at a time when I'm giving feedback. So make sure that from the start, you're both on the same page as to what type of feedback you'd like. Next, figure out with them what form the feedback will take. Will they write notes directly on the draft? Give overall feedback in an email? 
Decide what system will work best for both of you, depending, of course, on what type of feedback they're giving you. Next, send along a list of questions you'd like them to answer. My recommendation is to keep this list short and sweet, maybe limited to three to five questions at the most, unless you're writing a book and they're reading the entire book, in which case you might have a few more. They will likely have feedback about other things as well, and you'll want to give them the space for that, so limiting your questions will be helpful to them. Question number one should be, please tell me what really worked well for you as the reader. This gives both you and them a chance to celebrate the successes of the story. The following questions, then, should be specific to things that are either crucial to the story or that you really want to know how it's coming across. For example, in my book, I had a character with a learning disability, and a couple of my beta readers had experience working with students who had this disability. So I asked them to pay close attention to the related descriptions to ensure that I had captured it accurately, but also respectfully. Finally, establish a deadline for the feedback. Sometimes this is already built in, such as in critique groups or working with a coach. But if it isn't, be sure to either give them a date to have it back to you or ask them to help you choose the date. This is important for your own sanity as well as your momentum. It also will help them if they're a bit of a procrastinator or if they have a lot on their plate. As usual, this is a lot packed into a short little episode. So for your convenience, I've created a handout with these steps. You can find it at hellowriters.net slash 28. And one last thing, which I've said before, but it bears repeating. It's never too early in the process for feedback. Don't wait until you are quote unquote done writing before you share it with someone. Not only will their feedback help you shape the story as you go, but it will also get you into the habit and thus the positive mindset of receiving feedback. Are you looking for feedback on a book project? I'd love to set up a free 30-minute call with you to talk about how we might work together to shape your book. I recently hired a book coach, and I cannot tell you the difference it's already making in my little seed of a book idea. Even if we don't end up working together, this free consultation will give you a practical next step to take, guaranteed. To book your call today, visit hellowriters.net slash free call. Again, that's hellowriters.net slash free call, all one word. Writers, it can be really, really hard to ask for feedback and even harder to receive it. But following these steps, and shoring up your own mindset will make it easier and far more productive. And it is all in service of getting your story as strong as it can be, because your story matters. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hello Writers podcast. I hope you found today's episode meaningful for your writing life. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. To learn more, visit hellowriters.net.